This is the Raider Cup Nation podcast with your host, Alpha Mike, and the gang patrolling America's law enforcement beat. Now, here's your weekly briefing on Raider Cup Nation. Welcome to episode 7171, Alpha Mike, your host on Raider Cop Nation. Today we continue our series on concealed carry, and the title of the series is Who, What, Where, When, Why, and How. Today we are covering the where. Where can I carry concealed? And uh, we will feature our superhero co-hosts that will be with us as well to share their experiences, their knowledge on the subject of where when it comes to concealed carry. The concealed carry aspect that we have been featuring on these episodes is for your betterment, it is for your knowledge, it is to place in your toolbox of your concealed carry knowledge as you proceed forward. One of the emphasis that we discussed early on in episode or pod number or episode number one of this series, which was episode number 69, we talked about the Second Amendment and the importance of the Second Amendment in carrying and how that is being twisted each and every day by our government. And whether you're left, whether you're right, doesn't matter who you are in this country, you do have the right to carry a firearm and to have a firearm. And we believe that that right should not be infringed in any way. So we carry the concept of the Second Amendment deep in this program as well. And we spoke about in our first segment that the the basic fundamental that we've noticed is that American citizens really don't fully understand carrying concealed. They basically say, well, I my state, I don't need a license, or I've already applied for the license. I took my two-hour course, or whatever component thereof, and now I'm fully complied. But there's a lot of confusion on how they can carry, where they can carry. So we came up with this concept. Of course, the Second Amendment tells us a well-regulated militia being necessary to secure the security of a free state and the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And we hold those truths always very dear to our heart. We've created this series in part just for that purpose. Before we dive into that, uh, I do want to say we've we've had our our continued quote of the episode, and we're going to keep on doing that in 2019. And another quote from General George S. Patton. This would be our third now in the series. And we quote him as saying, 
I want them to look up and howl. Oh, it's a goddamn third army and that son of a bitch Patton again. So there he is, blood and guts, all blood and guts. And we uh, quote these from a book that was released about 20 years ago, Patton on Leadership. Pretty good book. Talks about a superhero of this country, a person that single-handedly handled a lot of the Nazis and his vision of moving forward. Attack, attack, attack. And that's what he did. Never held a position, just moved forward. Also, tragically, we have to report that we have two officers now now, that since our last episode that we talked about have succumbed to their injuries. And uh, that is Officer Natalie Corona of the Davis Police Department in California, which was gunned down in a so-called traffic accident and the suspect opened fire on her and then killing himself, so suicide by cop. But the coward had to take her. And uh, police officer uh, Payne from uh, Louisiana, Shrevenport, Louisiana, she was getting dressed, I believe, somewhere at home, reporting for duty. So I believe she's covered portal to portal. And uh, she was gunned down, gunned down in her own home. No place is sacred for law enforcement officers anymore. Our hearts go out to their families, their friends, and their agencies. And um, may the Lord cover all of them in comfort during this difficult time. It's always painful when we lose an officer in the call of duty, whether it is a two-week veteran or a 33-year veteran or a 40-year veteran doesn't matter. You wear the uniform, you wear the badge, and you're a life that you represent to so many people so much, to your family, to your friends, to your agency, and to have these people cut down short. They were rookies, as we want to call them, but they were larger than life today to us, those that wore and those that wear the badge. So, uh, painful to report. As we continue going forward in our segment on, on this carry concealed, we talk about the where. Now, there's a lot of confusion about where and the trespass sign or the, you know, how they paint the gun on, the, on a silhouette and then they put an X through it or a line through it basically trying to tell you, you can't come in here with a gun. As one friend of mine did on Facebook, the silhouette was that of a Beretta. So he goes, well, he, plays, he, he posted on Facebook, well, it doesn't apply to me. I don't carry a Beretta, which was uh, for Second Amendment people. That was funny. For those leftists, they don't see any funny in there. So, hmm, there, take that. But... Um, what does it actually mean? You know, you can get away with so much in life up until you get caught. Then when you get caught, you got caught. 
what the hell did I just say? Well, a lot of those trespass signs is telling you something. Whether you choose to ignore it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to get away from the hand of justice. Uh, for an example that I had once, uh, where I live in the Tampa Bay area, I went to a movie theater, and a police officer that was on duty on a Friday night as I took my granddaughter to see a, a, a cartoon or whatever it was, uh, noticed that I had a knife in my pocket. So you, I carry my knife in my left pocket. And we'll get into positioning and why you carry there and so forth. So many police officers I see carrying their knife on their gun side. Hello? Is this thing on? But we'll get into that in other episodes. So the police officer noticed, and so I guess I was randomly selected and said, you can't come in here, you have uh, that knife. You can't, you can't have a, any type of uh, weaponry here in the movie theater. So I said, well, this will be correctly identified and, and straightened out in a second. I pulled out my trusty badge and my ID, and I proceeded to identify myself where the deputy responded by saying, oh, uh, 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 and on the third ah, uh, I started to become worried. He went on to explain some trivial matter that has nothing to do with me, that there was a shooting in the movie theater that involved a retired captain from the Tampa Police Department, and that case is currently being litigated, so the management of that specific theater has decided to say no guns, period. Now there's time to sit back and reflect on what they want, on what the law says, and what we're going to do today. Not to bore you too much with the story, after a while the deputy came to his senses and he finally understood I was the good guy with the gun, not the bad guy. Sweating profusely, he kind of walked away and said, okay, clinching his lower lip, knowing I hope nothing happens. Why that situation happened? Well, I can't explain that because the law, or like they say in Brooklyn, the law is the law. And for this guy to actually think about what I was talking about was scary in itself. We have laws that protect us in carrying our concealed weapons. There are rights and laws for private property holders as well. And when we go into an area where there is public domain, we could be stripped of our firearm. Let me give you an example. You're going to the local... Major League Baseball team's game or the NFL. And just before the um, players are on their knees protesting, you're trying to get in with your trusted firearm on your side and you have all the bells and whistles to basically say, I'm allowed to have this. 
But now they kind of remind you, we don't want guns here. But they don't tell you that the management of the place doesn't want you. They tell you that the league doesn't want guns. So they'll say the NFL doesn't want any guns in the stadium, only those of active law enforcement officers. Or the NBA or the uh, NFL, Major League Baseball, what have you. So therefore, that means the sucker comes off. It is becoming more and more vague, and it is a form of what I like to consider corporate gun control. Board members decide whether you can go in with a gun or not, whether you're law enforcement, private citizen, retired. It doesn't matter. We can't just choose to negate what their wishes are because it is somewhat private property in public domain area, if that makes any sense. So we walk through this journey trying to figure out, should I bring my gun or shouldn't I bring my gun? And a lot of people, guess what they're doing? They're leaving the gun at home because they're more freaking confused than yesterday. And yesterday was pretty bad. And they journey out in that confusion, and sometimes they just leave old Pepe behind because they feel they might get in trouble. Now, we've always uh, dealt with the occasional person, uh, have you packed your bags before you got on this airplane? Yes, 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 yes. You hit yes to everything. And as you go to the security thing, uh, conveyor belt there, bingo, they got you whether it's around a magazine or the actual gun, because for some foolish reason, you felt that your gun would be safe inside a suitcase. Let me repeat that again. You actually believed that your weapon was safe inside a suitcase in your house. So now you got nailed at the airport, and that turns into a federal issue. Ding, 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 and it gets worse. So what we can do and what we cannot do is very much paramount in the mindset of each concealed carrier. They need to understand where they can and cannot go. The other big issue that should be looked at is, well, let's say I need to go somewhere where I have difficulties going with my weapon, so... I would go ahead and secure the weapon in my vehicle. Good idea? No, of course not. You've got to be a mental retard to do that too. But we're forced to do that. There are secondary options out there, folks, to carry that weapon and secure it in a secured gun locker in your vehicle. For just a couple of hundred bucks, that could be the solution to your problem as well. Thinking that, no, 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 I have the Second Amendment right and I can carry it anywhere I want is not a good thing. That will get you into trouble sooner or later. We have to understand the big picture. Now, can I bring a firearm into a bar, sit at the bar, get wasted and toasted, and have my weapon kind of like protruding out of my belt clip there, and people think, is he armed? Because he sure is toasted. Will that bring a problem? Sure will. 
It's a violation of the permit that you were given in the first place. It's also a violation for those fat folks that are off-duty active law enforcement officers. I'm sure your agency says, ah, 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 you won't be using that anywhere where there's alcohol or adult beverages that are consumed. So there are rules and regulations to everything that we do in life, no different with a, with a gun as there is with a car. There, there are rules we have to follow. So the, so the where is important. How will law enforcement deal with us? Where would I take my gun? And what if I never saw the posting in the first place? Can they actually stop me? These are the things that we're going to look at on this Raider Cop Nation episode of Concealed Carry Who, What, Where, When, Why, and How. Today we're looking at the where. Let's not prolong this any longer, folks. And let's get the superheroes on deck. Let's roll. And once again, we are honored to have Mike Sierra with us on the show. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks for having me, Al. It's always a pleasure to be on the Raider Cop Nation. We are happy that we are continuing our, our theme on carrying concealed. And as we have discussed before in the past, it is a six, six segments of the show. It is the who, what, where, when, why, and how. Today we are specifically covering the where on, on constitutional carry or legal carry and the de definition of that. Before we start, I do want to I'll bring you up to speed a little bit of what we talked about before you came on, but just to remind our, our, our listeners that the premise of all our shows are legal carry, concealed carry, licensed carry. Some states don't need licenses. We understand that. So they're going on the Second Amendment. Some do have regulations, which is a license. Florida, where we're transmitting from, is one of those states. So each state is different into their laws, so we want people to be informed. So wherever you are listening to this show, if you're somewhere in the U.S. and you're listening, find out what your laws are in your state. And the premise of what we're going always to discuss on this show, dealing with firearms, is a quote from James Madison a well-regulated militia composed of people trained to arms is the best and most natural defense of a free country. Let that sink in a little bit while we start thinking about the new trend today, the question, where can I carry? Now, prior to you coming on, I did talk to them about uh, different aspects of carrying on certain areas, if you do have a license or you're concealed, there are certain regulations about where you can and cannot carry. For example, you're not, you should not be carrying wherever they sell liquor. And some people might have a certain confusion with that. Well, what if I'm at, if I'm at a restaurant? Well, <coughs> a restaurant's a little bit different. It's not just a, 
liquor establishment. There's actually food being served there. And I've heard or I've read some case law that's so ridiculous. Were you sitting at the bar or were you sitting in the dining room? So that's how petty it could get. But if you are at a restaurant and they do serve liquor and you do have a firearm, it may not be very smart to order any liquor. That's what I'm that's basically what I'm saying. So every state has their own different regulations. <coughs> and we're gonna look at some of the, the new phenomena that are out there today, and that is the dreaded sign on an establishment. And what is I the sign? Those signs. <laughs> some, the ones that everybody laughs at, that they post a, a picture of a gun and the emblem of no, you know, the little line right through the gun. In other words, the establishment is saying no guns here. Now, of course, everybody has fun with this, uh, especially on Facebook. They take pictures of it. It could be a silhouette of a Beretta, and they go, oh, look, you're not allowed to have Berettas in here. <laughs> thing, I got a Glock. <laughs> I got a Glock, so I'm good. And, and you know, so it's, it's a brunt of jokes. But uh, what we're going to discuss today is how serious are these signs, and how does this play into our legal rights to carry concealed. Now, I, I spoke about earlier, before you came on, an episode that happened to me at the movie theaters. <clears throat> As I went to the movie theaters, uh, the cop on duty uh, saw that I had, done, I had my knife on me. Now, my knife, and there's, we're going to have a show on that, how you carry your knife opposed to your gun. I see too many guys on duty in uniform, the knife next to the gun. It doesn't belong there, folks, but that's another show. So he sees the hook handle part of the knife in my pants, so he tells me, oh, um, you're not allowed to have that in here. So I quickly identified myself thinking that this would resolve the problem, and he went on to tell me about a, a shooting that happened with a retired captain in the movie theater and it became a big deal and it's a uh, it's a huge event on the media and I'm looking at him you know after two or three minutes of listening to this I'm saying okay what's that have to do with me <laughs> so uh, yeah, after he did some soul searching he eventually says to me okay and walks away I, I felt uncomfortable with the okay I knew I was in my right not necessarily because of the concealed weapon issue, but because of what position I held prior to this, you know, in law enforcement, and I identified myself. So I, I, I felt that we got to another level that I don't think we needed to get into. But then I started doing some more searching into that and legal research, and I kind of discovered the best remedy would have been to leave. But, of course, the tickets were already brought, and I was with my granddaughter, and we're going through the front door, and you know, the enthusiasm. So that would have yeah. put a, a downer on the day. But this whole concealed carry and the little signs on the door, that's one thing. The other thing is I never saw a sign. Oh, you didn't? It's on the back of the ticket, or it's in the rules and regulations. And you're like, huh? 
And that's a daily thing nowadays. So what's your thoughts on, you know, the carrying concealed and the where in today's uh, legal carrying? Well, the where, like just like you were discussing about the the, the infamous no Beretta sign, but I'm good because I got a I got an MMP shield or, or Glock. <laughs> yeah. All jokes aside, um, when I had my incident at Disney, I did a lot of research on it, and there's really no laws that enforce these no gun signs, but it is a it is still a privately owned establishment, so the owners of that private establishment can pretty much make up whatever rules they want. So it's pretty much on the owner. If you're in a, in a restaurant or, or you know anywhere, and you know you, you you happen to not even see the gun, a lot of these owners, if you talk to them, be like, hey, look, I didn't see it. Uh, the, a lot of them might might you just okay, just remember next time it's not welcome, and they might ask you to leave. At the end of that, at the end of that, you got to respect what the what that private establishment wants. They're either gonna let you stay, or if they tell you to leave, you got to leave because next the next step is you know law enforcement, and you will get you will get caught up for uh, trespassing. So there's a lot of gray and shady areas on that. And just like you said in the movie theaters, you didn't see no signs. It's the same thing in Disney. There's no signs that say no guns. And I, I know I was, I'm not the only one that carries, you know, my firearms wherever I travel. It's, you know, from me, from my home with my two young children to Orlando, that's an hour and seven-minute drive. So I'm always going to have whatever means I, I need to have on me personally to protect I'm not worried about protecting myself. I'm protect. I'm worried about protecting my children. Right. You know, people just turn on the news. You look at the media. You know, the, the world is not a safe place anymore like it was 15, 20 years ago. It's not. It, it, we live in an age where if, if you got to have some sort of protection because it's 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 getting that real. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It is getting <clears throat> real, and we have to. Be, if 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 we're going to be carry concealed holders, then we should have a weapon on us. Most of the time, of course, there are some aspects that you don't carry. And uh, and we spoke about some of them. Of course, going into a government building with a gun, whether you're licensed or not, would become a little bit troublesome. So we yeah. have to have a realistic capacity to say, well, I can't go there, I can't go here. So you got to mm -hmm. plan your journey accordingly. But uh, on on the issue of not seeing the sign making the mistake. I briefly spoke about the poor guy that he went to the airport and they they asked him, have you uh, checked your, have, have you packed your bags? Did anybody else handle your bags? And, and you, so, you know, those are official questions and you go, no, 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 I did everything. Next thing <clears> you know, they're taking you off the airplane because they found a, a round inside your suitcase. Mm -hmm. And it's innocent enough but these people are being prosecuted, a lot of them, making matters even crazier. So I, It's unbelievable, it is. <clears throat> yeah, well, what bothers me is there's no malintent. There has to be some type of intent if you're trying to sneak in. If you, exactly. I can understand. Mistakes are made, are made every day by a lot of people in a lot of areas. And the failure to interpret between a mistake and someone trying to scheme the system is what's troublesome. Another thing that's troublesome to me is corporate gun control. So we have companies now that don't want you to come into their establishment with a gun. 
And we've all read something or seen something on the news like Starbucks, and then later they apologize and they say that was not our policy and so forth. <clears throat> the actual truth is a lot of establishments don't want to be called or get involved in gun control. Their insurance companies want them to post those funny little signs on the door. And or if not, they pay higher premiums. And there's where the corporate gun control starts. So when we examine that, we we can talk about is it legal, is it not legal, what what about my rights? But as you said, we have to have some common sense. If they don't want you on their property with a gun, and it's like being enforced across the board, then there's nothing else to do than to retreat and leave. <clears throat> I mean, that, and, that's what and, I feel. And now I think a lot of these private establishments that are anti-gun, and there's a lot of them, folks. There's a bunch of them that are anti-guns. <clears throat> I think to to you know keep kind of keep it balanced is there's one thing that I always remember from from the three months that I spent in Paris Island for my Marine Corps boot camp was that whenever we we the Marines the recruits were dealing with any firearms or ammunition. No matter where you went on the island, there's there was amnesty boxes. So they gave you an amnesty period. And the drill instructors always told us, if you got any any rounds or anything you're not supposed to have, now this is your amnesty period to turn that stuff in. And if you had it and you turned it in by mistake, yeah, look, sir, I forgot to empty out my pockets. You know, sometimes you're in the range and brass gets everywhere right. and any little crevice. So they give they give us that amnesty period. So I think a lot of these private establishments should give gun owners that are legal gun owners that are you know law-abiding citizens. You know, it's it's in our Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. They should give you these people an amnesty period. You know, going back to my incident at Disney, um, I'm the one that brought it up to the security guard. That, hey, I, I forgot to remove my my firearm from my bag and, you know, stick it into my lockbox in my truck, which is what I usually do. You know, whenever I leave the home, I stick it in my bag, which, which I have all my stuff in. And then once I get in the truck, I lock it up and, and I forget about it. But that one day was it was a heckful, hectic weekend. You know, it was my son's second birthday, so I had all this stuff planned. I was trying to get there in time so we can spend the whole day at Disney. And I just dropped a bomb and I forgot to remove my firearm. And but it, it was at the bag checkpoint, so it's when I told the security and and you know the Orange County Sheriff's if I wanted to do something malicious, I wouldn't have told you guys anything. You wouldn't have found it. I, I told them that straight out. If I really wanted to conceal this and hide it, you didn't. There's no way neither one of you would have found it. But the Correct. fact that I did the right thing and they still blew it, you know, out of proportion, and that's where if they if these places implement, you know, a amnesty period. Hey, I, I got this. I got a license. You can check the gun. It's legal. It's in my name. Okay, you know, have the law enforcement or security if they have it on the premises escort you back to your vehicle, whatever it is, secure it, or they just just tell you, hey, you know what? It was a mistake. Today you're not welcome, but you can come back any day after today, and that's it. But the 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 way they they make it seem is like, oh my God, it's like it's like when 9/11 first, and then everybody was so PC about saying the the B word. You can't say bomb in an airplane. You can't say bomb here because everybody's gonna freak out. Right. And that's kind of the happening right now with firearms, and it's 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 a shame. But I, I really believe if there was some kind of amnesty or a law that gives, you know, if you did everything right and it was an honest mistake, just like you said, Al. Cause you can tell when somebody was just a mistake, and you know I'm it, I'm there with with two toddlers, a, a stroller, a bunch of baby bags, right. you know this bag for this. Dig. So 
you know, I, they had me in, and my kids in the conference room for like two hours. And I just kept telling them, hey, you can see I'm not a malicious person. They ran my background. You know, my firearm came back okay. Everything was legal. And the fact that they still did what they did is what bothered me the most. And, and, and like I told you when that happened that day, I've never felt so violated as an American uh, until that day. Like, right. why are you treating me like a criminal? I haven't done anything. I haven't even gotten inside the park. This, that's, that's what the bag check is, is for, is to find these things, okay? And it's, it's just it's sickening to me. It really is. Right, and technically you were not inside the park. You were still exactly. I was in the, the parking lot. In the parking lot of the, of the park. Mm -hmm. And again, the interrogation process with kids and all, which is uh, a little bit on the absurd. It's ridiculous. And then I'm trying to get, you know, because my kids look forward. Look, that's all we did for months going on straight. And the fact that I'm trying to get an answer, I, I contacted Disney. Well, the, the no trespassing is that's not through us. That's through Orange County and the and the police department. I called the police department. Well, that's through Disney. So they keep so in, in the end, nobody really knows what the hell's going on. <laughs> right. In the end, it all boils down to the corporations responsible. <clears throat> And the corporation, in this case, is Disney. They're the ones that don't want the gun on the premises, period. Everybody else back, is an employee. You go back, what, 10, 15 years, and they actually had guns, gun safes. Correct. If, 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 a, if a park guest came in and they wanted to check their, their firearm, Disney did that in the security guard offices. They had these wall lockers. And, you you know, you, you, you check in your, your firearm. You know, they give you a receipt. I'm not sure what it was. But what happened from then until now? What something? There was a big shift. You know, the whole politically correct nonsense. Oh, well, the, you know, the liberals again with their anti-gun crap. It's it's ridiculous. Well, yeah, it is. It is the the local hysteria. But it's it, it, you don't need much of a storm. All you need is one a, a lawyer and a pen to <clears throat> cause the havoc. And uh, I'm a product of that. I went to Disney uh, back in the early '90s. And I had a, my little, back then you would use a little fanny pack. And, mm -hmm. and there's where you put your gun. It was stylish back then. And I, I walked right through, you know, security was a joke back then. And I'm going through the turnstile. And the guy, uh, the security uh, or whatever type of employee was for Disney said, um, what do you got in a bag? I go, my gun. And his eyeballs yeah. almost came out of his yeah, head. Yeah, freaked out. And... Uh, <laughs> I pulled out my identification. I showed it to him. And he goes, oh, look, yeah, but they don't want you to have a gun in the park. And uh, so he, he called his supervisor over. They were very nice, very very polite. Took me to the security office, and I signed in. I placed my gun in the gun locker. They gave me a key. You know, they patted me on the back. I thought they were going to give me free tickets later. Yeah, that was it. And times have changed. Yeah, and then when that incident happened, I actually did a lot of my own research and I, I figured out I wasn't the only one, but I, I didn't actually get inside the park, like we said. But the, the the incidences that happened at Disney with a firearm, these people were already in the park. There were an incident with Grandma. She was on the Dumbo ride, and her 380 came out of her purse, <laughs> you know? But, you know, who who's going to freak out? It's Grandma. She needs to protect herself. But I understand there's kids and the whole safety ass. So that's, you know, shame on you, Grandma, for not securing your firearm. But you know, accidents happen, and thankfully, no, no, no child or no person got hurt. Right. But that, that I can understand. You know, security and, and the police department. You know, oh crap. But if 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 a park or you know if a customer is telling you in advance, they're doing the job for you. Hey, 
I, I just realized that I didn't remove my farm. Can you let me go back? No, you're not allowed to move. You gotta stay right there. Like, well, I'm like, well, is, are we, are we, or is this, is this real life right now? And it's, it's right. unreal. It, it is. It's unreal. It's the first thing that a law enforcement needs to be doing is securing the firearm first, determining <laughs> if it's legal or not legal, determining the person that had it, and once you've made those simple determinations and you find out that it's a legal owner of a legal gun, uh, then the process should move into uh, more to towards sir and mister instead of, uh, you know, the common criminal attitude for the next two hours. Exactly. You know, um, again, as, as we stated before we started this podcast, people make mistakes. We all do. But it's what intent was that mistake made with. <clears throat> mistake means an accident, means that you did it un unknowingly. And with intent, you knowingly did it. And you can tell those actions a mile away. Who in their right mind is going to sneak a gun into Disney with two little kids? Exactly. It just makes no sense. But uh, They've been watching too many Die Hard movies. <laughs> they, that's right, yeah. They, they saw the... Uh, I, I, this is a little clip on it. I'm going to try to put on the show notes about the killer <clears throat> Glock. Um, mm -hmm. But there are many, many uh, establishments just like Disney, no different, and where guns are not wanted. I stated earlier today that NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, all major sports, uh, no gun no more. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I was just going a couple of years ago to the Marlins games, packed to the teeth. Not a word was said. And uh, the last time I went in 2016, they had the, the metal detector, the bells and whistles, everything at the front door. <coughs> and when you identified yourself, you got, you know, a little dunce hat. You got to put it in a locker now. And they, and they brought you to the, the police locker area. Oh, I take my kids to the zoo, and they literally rip off the straws off their juice boxes. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like Now, now they're, they're taking away their straws. I mean, they, this is in California. What are we doing? Going, oh, it's a safety precaution. You got to be you know, shitting me. It's ridiculous. They're going, they went California on you. That's sad. <laughs> Ripping you straws. can't even go anywhere with a plastic, you know, with a plastic straw from a juice, a juice box. And it goes back to, again, these private establishments can make up whatever rules they want, and there's nothing we can do about it. Right, and a lot of these establishments are hiding behind insurance companies, saying, <clears throat> well, it's not us, it's our insurance company. No, it is you, because you choose to have that insurance. Yep. Go, go someplace else that doesn't uh, need it or require it. Yeah. So right. that's anywhere, a, you go, anywhere you go now, a theme park, the zoo, the aquarium, now they, they make you go through uh, metal detectors, they, they beep, beep, beep with the wand, they make you search your bags. But then, you know, as a child, I don't remember any of this crap. You know, it was simple times, yeah, but there was still analysis going on in the world. But, you know, people didn't frown upon that. They, you know, they, they believed in the idea of, of the law-abiding citizen concealed carrying and protecting, you know, not only their loved ones, but if it comes to it, you know, any, anybody else that's in danger. Times have changed. A huge disconnect now. Now you, it, it takes you at least 30 minutes just to get into the establishment. And yeah. at the end of it, you're like, man, I don't even want to go in anymore. But I do it because I have two kids. <laughs> and, and and saying that all joking aside, there are many Americans that just <clears throat> choose not to go anywhere anymore. Yeah, they, they stay isolated because they don't want to deal with that nonsense. Again, it goes back to being violated. Why are you searching me? I'm not a criminal, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's not only our government 
that sometimes gets into our um, Second Amendment business. It's also these companies, these corporations. Uh, yeah, these private this... people, and they want to push. They want to push their views and their political views and their beliefs on everybody. Or oh, this is my view, so this is my establishment, so you got to deal with it. Ain't nothing you can do about it. And unfortunately, there there really isn't much we can do. And I predict it's going to get worse, not better, as more people jump into it. You know, it won't be long before. Oh, are you renting the apartment? You know, well, we don't allow guns in the apartment. You know? Yeah, I mean, look at uh, from from the last uh, show that we recorded. Look at the now they're limiting how many rounds you can purchase in a, in a in a monthly basis, how many rounds you can have on your magazines. Like they're literally little by little they're stripping us of our Second Amendment rights. And and if these people and if the American people are not paying attention, it will be taken away. Well, you know, you've got the Democrats, the wacky Democrats, like I like to call them, the wacky leftists. They're out there. <clears throat> And they're they're putting all kinds of gun control measures together to go through Congress, which they have the majority. Of course, it might be a little bit more difficult in the Senate. But our Second Amendment rights are always under attack, regardless always. of who's sitting in the White House. And, we, and, the, and, the, and the irony is all these anti-gun people, be they have security that's armed to the teeth all yeah. around them 24-7. They're not anti-gun when it comes to their personal life or their loved ones. Mm -hmm. So what makes them, what makes their precious ones and their loved ones any different than ours? Exactly. There shouldn't be any barriers. It should all be the same. And that's why when our founding fathers created that, they they knew this way in advance. Mm -hmm. it, it is it is a, a a good shot of hypocrisy that Americans are given every day by our political leadership. And it wasn't the foresight of the forefathers when they established the Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia. I read that, what uh, Madison said, and basically coming from the people. And yep. we are those people. We are the well-regulated -re militia. We are and, trained yeah, and The key word there is militia. I mean, all, all the American people have to do is look around what's going on in these third world countries. I mean, look what's going on in France, you know? So why aren't we doing the same thing? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the French, pretty much what you're seeing is they're just so fed up with the wacky left and what they want that they're just acting stupid at this point. Yeah, but you don't see any of that in the in the mainstream media. You don't, because they don't want they don't want Americans knowing. Hey, if the freaking French are doing it and we're Americans, well, what the hell is ho holding us back? You know. Right. Well, <laughs> if you would grab a microphone and go down uh, USA Main Street and ask people about what do you think about what's happening in France, they'll tell huh? you, what, where, where's France? Huh? <laughs> yeah, <what? laughs> I have no idea anything of what you're talking about. Because everybody's in, in, in their Xbox or on their Facebook feed or whatever they do nowadays. And nobody really cares what's happening in the news. No. Nobody. Until it hits us here in the, in the homeland and then it's going to get real. And it, it is going to get real. But then it goes back to that keyword militia, you know. And there will be a time. You know, people think, oh, it's, there will never be a civil war. But <laughs> I don't know about that, buddy. <laughs> I can tell you that uh, there are armed Americans everywhere in this country. God bless them. They're doing it legally. Yeah. They are highly trained. They believe in the Second Amendment. And they actually believe that the Second Amendment is a defense of the Constitution. So my hat goes off to them every each and every day because... True, uh, true patriots, true patriots. True patriots, like Charleston Heston said, from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> I love yeah. that moment. 
I'll put that on the show notes for for the audience can can see it. Charleston Heston. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to cover on um, today's show on the wear of the carry concealed? No, no, that was that's pretty much it for the listeners. Uh, it's just um, whatever respective state you are from. You know, just because there's a no gun sign doesn't mean there's a law that's backing it up, but there is some. So again, look at your your own state statutes, your own state laws, and you're only bettering yourself and put that in your tool bag so you don't get into any trouble like a lot of our, our law-abiding Americans are, are getting into, unfortunately. Very good point. What's happening over at the uh, America's Few? Uh, America's Few, we're pretty much uh, kicking off the year. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much... It's a non-format show now, so uh, I just get together with a bunch of uh, my vet buddies, my jarhead buddies, and it's pretty much we just shoot the shit and just talk about, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, what's going on in the veteran community, you know, with with, with gun control, you know, with, I don't, you know, you know me, I don't like to get into politics, but I'm I'm taking my jab into politics because you know, we, we gotta dab into everything and just yeah. you know get it out there for the veterans. And just to just to get that message across to the veterans and the American people that you're not alone, you know, you might think that oh I'm being outed because I'm a I'm a gun owner, I'm a veteran, and people think I'm crazy, but you're not alone. And trust me, the whole saying uh, America's few, yeah, there's few, but it, it, all together we are we are very 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 big. <laughs> yep, and uh, it is a very good podcast. Always Thank on you. our show notes, we have America's Few podcasts um, website. And we encourage you, the listener, to listen to them. They have some great stories, and they're going through some very difficult times. So we ask you to support them always. America's Few Podcast. Mike Sierra, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today, spitting out your knowledge on gun uh, carrying concealed. Thank you for having me. It's always an honor to be at the Raider Cop Nation, and uh, you guys are doing amazing things. And uh like I tell all our, our law enforcement brothers and sisters out there, keep your head on the swivel because it, it it really hurts me to, you know, to turn on the news or to get onto the news feeds and see all these, you know, blue lives getting taken for no freaking reason. It's horrible. Well, where's the hysteria for that? There isn't any. It's there, sad. Exactly. There isn't any. It is horrible. But we appreciate you coming on the show. All right, Al. Take care of yourself. Semper Fi. Great interview with Mike Sierra, and I can't say it enough. I am blessed to have such superheroes co-hosts on Radio Cop Nation. They make this program a lot more intelligent, if, if I could say that. And speaking of co-hosts and superhero co-hosts, soon we, we're going to be featuring the correction, the forgotten profession, co-host, superhero co-host. So for now, I'm just going to introduce one, and his name is going to be Delta. And um, the rest are coming on board, shuffling around work schedules and everything else. And um, we're going to dive into the forgotten profession as well. As always, we know if you're eager to get in contact with us, how do you do it? Well, it's easy. You just go to RaiderCopNation.com. There you scroll all the way down and the icons will pop up or you can go to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and so forth. Uh, we, we ask you to network with us. If you want to hear a specific show or a specific um, evolution of training or so forth, 
send us a line and we will go ahead and, and develop it for you. And uh, we do this because we're giving back. It's a part of mentoring. There are people out there that listen and listen carefully. There's a lot of folks that are going to be real interested in our correctional superheroes as well because we have a lot to reveal on that end of the business or the industry. As always, it is an honor to come out here. We will continue with Carrying Concealed. And we go into our next part as you we're going to do a little quiz here for those that actually remember. This is the who, what, when, where, where, how, who, how, who. This is the longest title ever. But on a serious note, uh, the title of is Concealed Carry, Who, What, Where, When, Why, and How. And we will be hitting on our next broadcast, which is going to be aired on January 30th. And that will be when. So we're covering the who, what, where, when, why, and how. And then we still have the why and the how, two more parts. And we want you to, to hook in to Raider Cop Nation. A lot of people don't do shows on concealed carry. Why? Because there's 50 states and every state has their own laws. What we're basically discussing is generalities of what you should be concerned with in concealed carry. And we will continue to, to provide that for you. There's a lot to look for in Raider Cop Nation on our website. You can go to current and um, coming soon shows. And there you'll see a whole list that ranges all the way down to December 31st of 2019. That's right. We've got all the shows listed. And I'm starting to develop now more shows. And there's going to be kind of like a little rescheduling because we're going to add our correctional buddies in here. And uh, those superheroes, they're coming on board. So we're going to go into 2020 in the next uh, three or four weeks. So that calendar will be coming out soon. Why do we post the calendar? Well, you can see what we're going to talk about. We always say that our schedules are not carved in stone. They could change for the benefit of our audience. So, of course, if I can give you an advance notice on who, um, what shows we're going to have or what tweaks we're going to do, then, of course, I will most certainly do that. Now, in keeping what we've talked about on this show that we're uh, airing or recording now, uh, we are experiencing a high death count in officers, and uh, I was hoping that the count was a lot lower than it was last year at 148, but we have taken off to very demanding levels, and I just want to shout out to our heroes that gave their life um, just this year so far in 2019 as of this airing. Uh, we start off with Master Police Officer Joseph William Shiners of the Provo Police Department, Utah. It was uh, end of watch, January 5th, 2019. Um, we go on with Police Officer Dale James Woods of the Cor 
Colerain Township Police Department in Ohio, end of watch, January 7, 2019. Police Officer Clayton Joel Townsend of the Salt River Police Department, and end of watch was January 8, 2019. The heartbreaker, and the heartbreaker for me, Police Officer Natalia Becky Corona of the Davis Police Department in California, end of watch, January 10th, 2019. She was killed by a raving maniac that shot her. And uh, we are posting a tribute that she did to a fallen officer before she became a police officer, standing there with the police American flag. And uh, as a tribute to her, we will be posting that on our Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and everything. And it's going to be up there, folks. It's not going anywhere. In tribute to this hero that had uh, uh, was a rookie, but um, as they used to say when I started, after two weeks, you're not a rookie anymore. Then we have a uh, trooper, Christopher Lambert, Illinois State Police, end of watchers, January. 12, 2019. Sergeant Watisha Carter of the Birmingham Police Department in Alabama, end of watch, January 13, 2019. Deputy Sheriff Ray Horn of the Como County Sheriff's Office in Texas, end of watch, was January 17, 2019. Police Officer Sheen Tudor. Mobile Police Department of Alabama, end of watch, January 20th, 2019. And lastly, Supervisor Deputy U.S. Marshal Norman Merkle, United States Department of Justice, U.S. Marshal, end of watch, January 16th, 2019. We keep their families in prayer, their friends and their agencies. They gave the ultimate sacrifice to make you and to make myself safer. And we owe them a moment of silence. If your community is doing a drive and supporting these officers, uh, dig in. In any amount, $5 means a lot. You know, 5 plus 5 plus 5 starts adding up, and it goes a long way. As always, it is my honor and my privilege to be your host on Radio Cop Nation. This is something that we do and we're going to continue to do. Unfortunately, I'm going to be reading these names of these heroes that give the ultimate sacrifice, which is their lives. This is Alpha Mike on Radio Cop Nation signing off. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. Through the night with a light from above From the mountains to the prairies To the oceans white with foam God bless America, my home
Coming alive with the hack. 